and gentlemen, welcome back to the Daily Dimensions Podcast. As always, I am your host, Smitty, back with another one, man. And I am excited about this episode just because there's so much to talk about. There's so much to unpack. And I'm also excited because the one-year anniversary of Daily Dimensions is right around the corner, man, November 16th. We started on this journey a year ago, and we've been rocking ever since, man. You know, we've taken some breaks in between. We've been on some hiatuses. We don't have some equipment just stop working randomly anything that could have happened it it happened you know we hit our bumps along the way but I'm happy to be able to do this not just for me but for y'all you know there's a lot of people who I've seen benefit from it people from different countries who've listened to it people who have hit me up personally like yo this is my favorite episode and why I really gained this and just all the support along the way man it's appreciated it's felt I love y'all man and thank you for continuing to rock with me man we're gonna keep this thing rolling so you know, outside of the anniversary, we 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 also have something that I need to talk about, which is like important to me. You know, last episode, I talked about how, you know, your gifts make room for you. And I found myself in a new position at my job, you know, got promoted. I'm big assistant director. Now you're the price went up. But, you know, even though I went through that process and I was chosen as the candidate and you know, I got the job, et cetera. When it came time to start, and it's my third week in a row, well, I finished three weeks in that role, so I'm going on the fourth week. When it came time to start, all all the emotions hit because it's like, even though they chose me, am I really qualified for this? <laughs> and I don't know if I'm the only one who ever gotten like that, but when you start something new or like something real major, like it's got a big title to it, and you're like, okay, they chose me, so like they must think I'm qualified, but I think I'm kind of qualified, question mark. Maybe like you start questioning your own abilities, even though, you know, you don't went to school for this. You don't had the experiences for this. Like you're, you've been chosen for this, but you really start to question it. And, and like for no good reason at all. So I, like even, for example, just being in that role was uncomfortable for me. Like people would be like, oh, yeah, where do you want me to put this? And I wanted to say, oh, yeah, you could put it in my office. Like I've been there for X amount of months. I finally got an office now. But it didn't feel right saying it was my office. I just like still wanted to be my old role and not have an office. Like it just felt so uncomfortable to be like, yeah, you can go put that in my office, put it on my desk. Like putting the my to it, I was like, yo, so uncomfortable. It felt weird. So I would still say, oh, yeah, you could put it on so-and-so's old desk. Like the person that used to be in that role before me was like, yeah, you can go put it where uh, so-and-so used to sit. And I wouldn't even accept the new position for myself. It just felt so wrong, you know, and doing these different things that like, it's like, yo, I'm not the former now. I'm I'm the new thing now. And like stepping into that and spreading my wings in that and like believing it for myself and like owning that role was something that was so weird for me. Like it was just so uncomfortable. And I would come home and be like, am I really qualified for this because like you know they chose me but right now I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> and there's no like concrete training process for anything like this I feel like the higher up you get is the less and less training they want to give you they just like come in and do your job and there wasn't anyone to pass that baton to me and be like hey this is what you're going to be doing next so it, it it's a very um interesting training progress process I, I, I put that in air quotes training it's a lot of just coming there do what you got to do. And as situations occur, we'll, we'll address it and we'll learn from these situations, but it's not a lot of proactive training. It's a lot of like 
okay, this is where we are. This is how you're going to handle it. This is what you got to do in this situation. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm rolling with it. I'm going with the punches. But in the same time where I'm learning this new position and I'm being like, I guess, groomed, you could say for this new position and grown to accept that I'm qualified and I should be in this new uh, position. I also have to train three new people who are in a position I was just in and having to learn, but then train three new people and they're looking to me for all the answers and I don't got all the answers. <laughs> That's been quite the journey, but I feel like I've handled that really well. And I got a solid team behind me. Um, and they, they just been killing it like straight out the gate. It, some situations where I'm like, nah, they might quit. I hope they don't quit. It's only the second week. But this is a lot right now, yo, because kids be bugging. <laughs> we going to get in that, into that in the second half, man, because there's really, there's no blueprint for kids. But it's a lot where I was like, yo, I really don't want to lose my team. Like, can they sense that I'm new? Can they sense that maybe I'm just trying to figure this out right now? Like, what 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 are they thinking of me right now? Because now I'm in that, that seat, you feel me, where people are like, because, you know, we all have conversations where we're like, yo management don't know what they doing they stupid they should have did this they could have did that and i was like yo i'm management now <laughs> like are they talking about me when they leave a the room like it's stuff like that i'm like man what if they hate me <laughs> like they just come to these meetings and they're excited and be like yeah yeah okay yeah we could do this and then they walk right out the room like yo i don't know what he's talking about Oh, man. So it's stuff like that that I think about that I never had to think about before. And I'm like, oh, man. OK. OK. This is uh, all right. This is different. So just growing to accept that I'm qualified, stepping into that new role, being excited about it, learning along the way and understanding that because it's so new, I'm going to make mistakes and being okay with making those mistakes. Cause my biggest thing is I don't want to fail, but as challenging as it's been, it's been good challenges. And I said that to my director, I was like, it's been challenging, but it's, it's good challenges. It's the kind of challenges that make you better and like sharpen you as a person and sharpen you as a professional. So, so far I feel like I've been succeeding and thriving in this role, man. Um, I've had people say they're proud of me. Like, I just feel like I'm doing a good thing. The most challenging thing, though, <laughs> the most challenging thing, though, is not the staff or anything like that. It's the kids, you know, because them not having anybody in that assistant director position, which is like that direct authoritarian, like disciplinarian, like, yo, I'm about to call home type role for like over a month. They got a little lax. They started thinking we could do what we want. Ain't no consequences. Ain't nobody call home. Blah, 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 blah. So now I got to put the fear in these little kids. <laughs> I got to let them know, like, hey, I ain't your friend. All right. I'll call mom right now. And they get they get tight when you use their parent first name. Be like, hey, I'm going to call Michelle two seconds. You don't sit down. Be like, how you know my mom name? Be like, yo, it's on the paperwork. I know everybody's mom name. Don't do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, kids are, are and the challenges they present because it's 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 stuff you expect where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, kids talk back or they're just not doing what they're supposed to do. But then you find yourself dealing with different things that it's like, yo, y'all are like 10. Why is who taught y'all this? Like I had one kid. <laughs> she likes another young boy at the program. Put it in perspective. She's 11. He's 
just turned 13, right? And she came up to me and she's like talking about the boy. And he was, she was like, yeah, you know, he asked me if I wanted to be in an open relationship because, you know, he just feels like I don't have enough time for him and he needs to be able to see other people. So he asked me to be in an open relationship and I'm sitting here like, ain't no way, boy, <laughs> boy, ain't no way. 11 years old, 11 and 13. And they talking about, yeah, you know, you don't got time for me. And I think we should just be in an open relationship that would be better for us. And I'm like, yo, if y'all don't stop, if y'all don't stop. And I had to tell that girl, I was like, listen, don't don't talk to that boy. Don't be with that boy. Ain't no reason for him to be asking you for no open relationship. Y'all shouldn't even be y'all shouldn't even know what that is right now at this age. Like for real, (laughs) y'all really shouldn't be engaging in none of that. Y'all not emotionally mature enough to handle none of that. Y'all about to be out here looking at relationships crazy by the time you get to high school. Like, it's open relationship at 11? Come on, fam. So I'm like, yo, don't talk to that boy no more. Leave that boy alone. That That's not the boy for you. You need... <laughs> Do your mom know you about to be in an open relationship? Like, and... I've had to learn that you got to have these real conversations with these kids. Because the moment they hit about nine, they know everything about life or everything that they shouldn't know about life. And half the time, it ain't the parents that taught it to them, it's society. So if you someone with a kid, if you someone raising someone else's kid, however you a parent to somebody or an influence in a child's life, you may be big bro, big sis, big auntie, big unk, however that is, please instill some good values in these kids. Ain't no reason these kids need to be out here TikToking and talking about open relationships <laughs> like it's 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 a lot of weird stuff going on with these kids man and most of the challenging situations i find working with these kids centers around relationships like there's this other these two other kids <laughs> i don't even want out them like that but i hey they're both 10 i'm constantly catching them kissing in the hallway i'm like yo lead and I, I tell this boy all the time leave that girl alone don't touch her get away from her this boy <laughs> he's unique man he gallus for real yo all he care about is ladies bro <laughs> he he got suspended from school and the way it works is if you suspended from school you're suspended from our program because ain't no way you about to be punished at school and then come here to come socialize and kick it with all your friends we're not doing that. So if you suspended from school, you suspended from the program. Now, this young boy <laughs> didn't tell nobody he was suspended. Mom didn't tell us he was suspended. This man, mind you, the program, it ends at six o'clock. This young boy pulled up at five thirty, got into the building. Nobody knew he wasn't supposed to be there. So he comes in, checks in and immediately gets into an argument with somebody else I had to pull him in my office talk to him about that and then he for me catch him kissing girl in the hallway again and it's like bro why are you here so I, I had to ask him I said bro why are you here he's like I'm just here to see my girlfriend and to socialize I'm like bro you in this program for the wrong reasons so he's one that I'm definitely working on he need a lot of guidance and a lot of support man he don't even care that he's suspended he don't care about nothing but girls at all <laughs> like nothing at all and his brother ain't no better he he bought the same yeah 
it's rough. So these kids, they're they're so interesting, bro, because they got so many different unique personalities and the way they see the world is so different from when I was 10 or 11, because a lot of the things they do didn't exist when I was 10 or 11. Like I wasn't I didn't have a smartphone. <laughs> I don't think that existed when I was 10 or 11. I think the iPhone came out. I was in like eighth grade. So it wasn't no smartphones. It wasn't no Instagram. It wasn't no like none of this stuff that they care about. TikToks and all that other stuff. Like I wasn't being shaped by the Internet and society the way these kids are. And you could see the impact something crazy, like from the language to the, just everything that they do. And it lets me know more and more. Like I said before, there really is no blueprint for kids like you. The way our parents raised us. Some of that is going to work with raising these kids and some of it is not because the challenges <laughs> are different now. Some for the ones that are similar. Yeah. And for some things might overlap, but the challenges is different now. Like it's it's entirely different. And it really does take a village to raise these kids. And I feel like I'm a part of that village. I go to work every day and be like, yeah, you know, I don't got no kids of my own, but I feel like I'm raising these kids. And it's really on me and on my team to like, have these real conversations instill these positive values, be open and upfront and honest about all these things. Like, and not to shame a kid, but just be real with a kid. Like there was another situation. Yo, these kids is different. <laughs> so it was a young boy. I'm walking over to him. He cool. I say hi to him all the time. I'll come over, sit down next to him. He on his laptop in the corner. Man's was watching cartoon, uh, cartoon porn. I'm like, yo dog, what it bring? What what are you doing, dog? So it was it was a lot going on. It was yeah. So then I had to have a real conversation with him, and he was so embarrassed and ashamed, and you could just see it. You know, if y'all watch Big Mouth, that shame wizard, like that's what was <laughs> that's what was hitting him. Yo, the shame wizard was was very present. Um, so I was like, bro, listen, I definitely got to call home, and that's when he started crying. He was like, no, don't call. I don't want my family. And I'm like, bro, I got to. I can't not do it, but. Don't sit here. His big concern was he ain't want nobody to think he was a bad person. I'm like, bro, as embarrassing as this is, watching this kind of stuff don't make you a bad person. And I was like, bro, any adult you talk to has watched it at some point <laughs> in some way, shape or form in some matter. Like like they watched it and don't let none of them lie to you and be like they didn't. At some point, somebody even they at least had the curiosity. And I said, this kind of thing exists because there's a lot of people out there that like that like it so it doesn't make you weird and it don't make you a bad person what makes it wrong is you doing this here in the middle of the program and it's other kids here <laughs> like you whatever you do at home by yourself i can't control that dog but it's like it's 10 year old kids here you out here wilding in the corner fam like you gotta stop yeah so there's no shortage of different things that I experienced dealing with these kids, man, they really do keep you on your toes. Um, and as I handle each and every one of these situations, it helps me feel more and more like, okay, yeah, I'm qualified. Like all them fears I felt before in the beginning, I'm like, no, nah, I could do this. Like, I'm really, I see why I'm meant for this job. Cause I know that the way I'm talking to these kids and the way I'm connecting with these kids is really making a difference. And like, they get it. Um, so it's just continuing to get better at that day by day, man. And if you were someone, you know, anybody, right, you find yourself in a position where you just don't feel like you're adequate in that position or qualified in that position, just 
understand who you are, man. You wouldn't be in that situation if you weren't called to be there. You know, if God calls you, he's going to qualify you and you, you, you're going to body it. Like you got to body that situation, put your foot on their necks, put the, your foot on the pedal and let's go. You're going to be all right, man. Don't, don't get in your own head. Don't be your own worst enemy. Cause a lot of times we'll stop a seed from growing on our own. It don't be somebody hating on us. It don't be, we ain't had an opportunity. It don't be, Oh, nobody believed in me and supported my work. It be you stopping yourself because of your mindset. So don't let that be a thing, man. Uh, keep growing, keep being great. Don't let nobody stop your shine. You feel me? Daily dimensions. We still on the rise. I love y'all, man. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. And if you got kids in your life, have that real conversation with them, man. They ain't too, too young or too old to be talked to about anything. Make sure, make sure you have that conversation. Don't let your little son be out here in no open relationship at 12 years old. And with that being said, love y'all, man. Till next time. Peace.